Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Welcome to the first edition of Tag the Roll with your co-hosts, Mark Schindler and Jake Rosen. I'm Mark. Jake, what's up, man? How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm very excited to get this off the ground. Um, we're talking off the air. I've kind of spent all day studying some brutal midterms. So the idea of talking hoops is more enticing than ever right now. Uh, dude, no, I feel it. I, uh, I pulled something in my back today which has been, you know, getting older is sad, as our guy Polar would say. Um, but, yeah, no, it's been a good day, man. I am, uh, I'm stoked to talk some hoops. We have a lot of great stuff coming up. I guess the first thing that we can start off with is uh, just talking about what our pod is about. Obviously, Tag the Roll, for people who are not familiar, Tag the Roll is talking about pick and roll coverage, low man coming over, defending in the pick and roll. Um, we have some awesome artwork from – Dana Smart, she's fantastic. You should hit her up if you have any artwork stuff uh, that you need done. Um, but yes, this is an NBA draft podcast. First and foremost, we're going to be talking about prospects, um, you know, especially as the college season starts up in like pretty much right now, exhibitions are going on already. Um, all the D2 and D3 teams are getting the shit kicked out of them. And uh, we're, we're getting ready to watch some great games, man. So I guess I'll turn it over to you first. Like, what do you, uh, a, what, what made you want to do the pod? B, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Jake. 
Um, well, first of all, I definitely I wanted to do the pod because um, during the draft cycle, I'm watching a ton of games. And while I love writing, um, the effort and time Genius that goes into yeah. <laughs> some of those, those some of those pieces is not always uh, the smoothest is what we'll say. So the idea of hopping on a podcast every week to kind of hash out some thoughts, maybe agree, disagree, um, bring on some guests and kind of just contextualize the college season as we go is super appealing. Um, I've been focused heavy on the NBA draft for, I think this is like the third cycle. I've like really been in it, uh, kind of dipped my toe into it a little bit in 2019, but 2020 during the quarantine year, uh, kind of took it to another level, um, whether it was healthy or not, and then continued that last year. So, uh, this year is going to be a little bit tough because we have no priors on these guys really, uh, with AAU being canceled due to COVID or all-star circuit, McDonald's All-American Game, Nike Hoop Summit, Jordan Brand, all that stuff being canceled due to COVID. So kind of all the typical situations where we get all these guys together and we uh, weed out the guys who don't belong. We didn't really get that. So um, I try to stay away from the public school, high school film uh, with any D1 prospect is going to look pretty damn good there. And if they don't, then they have serious, then they have other problems that we won't have to hash out. But yeah, I'm very, very excited for this cycle and just to talk draft every week. Yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm right there with you. I was stoked. You know, we've been talking about doing this for a while uh, ever since. I mean, before the draft even happened, we started talking about stuff. Um, I have been covering the NBA, I guess, is year three for me now, right around there. And now that I'm finally done with school, um, we're doing full time, hitting as much freelance as possible. It's the good shit. But that also opens up a lot more time for me to actually watch draft films. So I did. Last year, I had like avoided the draft as much as possible because I didn't want to be the person who talked about it and had no idea what they're talking about because I can't stand that. Um, but I hit March last year. Luckily, the Pacers were a pretty terrible team and they had a lot of internal strife. So I got to a point where it was like pretty, pretty much like, yeah, I'm still doing my job with it, working my ass off for it. But I need something to uplift me because this team doesn't do that anymore. And that became watching. I think I went. I got like a really good feel and handle on probably 75 prospects in the draft uh, starting in about March until the draft happened. And as much as that was a lot of basketball to consume, it was like the greatest thing ever. I went from like, you know, having no real interest in diving into college ball to being like, this is, this is amazing. Like it's a, it's very different from the NBA, but also it's really cool seeing some of the building blocks of it and, um, yeah, man, that's why I'm here now, because I wanted to really get more into it. Uh, I always enjoy talking hoops with you and, and getting to, to bring our perspectives together to, to have some, uh, some good nuanced conversation on, on, on prospects and, and the draft in general. Um, so I'm stoked, man. Yeah. I mean, every time I watch the NBA, I am great, loud and reminded loud and clear that uh, the draft scouting is not for everyone. You are going to watch a lot of shitty basketball. You are going to watch a lot of bad basketball players, but kind of it's, it's the most intriguing betting game for me. Um, you're, you're always going to be, you're going to be right. You're going to be wrong. Um, you're going to learn from your mistakes. You're going to think you have it all figured out and then you're going to be so wrong again. And it's kind of just, you're never going to be perfect. So this kind of, this art of figuring it out on the fly and just getting you, you know, you're learning, but you always know that there's still so much more to grasp. Um, that's what kind of got me hooked. And I kind of see that uh, coming from you when you're talking about the draft, but yeah, I'm definitely super excited to get this in. 
Um, it's good. To, we were talking about this off the air. I love that you're kind of coming from an MBA background and that I'm looking forward to some of our guests being more MBA based because um, I think this is something I've gotten better at and still have a long way to go um, and understanding the MBA game, what skills matter, what skills stick, um, what does it actually look like schematically rather than just the clips you, that you'll see on your Twitter timeline throughout the night, uh, just watching every single, watching every single possession, understanding which guys are making impacts um, and then bringing that knowledge back down to the college game and, and even high school and AAU when you're identifying guys early. Um, so I think that's going to be a very important lens that we're going to try to harp on as much as possible. Yeah, definitely. Um, and like you were talking about with bad basketball too, I think there's something endearing about it, like seeing basketball and it's a uh, Ross and sometimes just, you know, it's not the greatest form, but um, especially for me, like I love watching bad basketball at times. Like I think that's where you see some of the most stuff happen. Um, even if it's not great, like, uh, like, I don't know. I loved last year watching OKC as much as I have like personal feelings about, you know, the way that they've torn down the franchise. Like I get why they're doing it, but, um, I think a lot of people had a tendency to look at it last year and be like, oh, this is, you know, they're just taking what's, what's really happening. Maybe they're just probably force feeding, pick and roll reps and no, like Mark Dagnall, their first year coach last year, um, really did awesome stuff in terms of getting, quality on-ball reps that like, I mean, they, they have a bevy of prospects who are all trying to develop. Um, and they, they found a, an interesting way to teeter the line while still getting everyone reps. And I, that ended up with me writing a way too long piece about Dar Darius Baisley. But like, I think that's what I knew. I was like, okay, player development is the shit. This is what we're going to write about now moving forward. Um, but yeah, man, like I, I think trying to find out uh, what looks like an NBA skill in game, we were talking about this a little bit before we got on with, with Herb Jones. Um, like, I did not expect him to start <laughs> day day two in the NBA. But, like, I just remember watching him for the first time last year. Um, I think I watched an LSU game. Uh, and I was like, holy shit, like, this guy defends the NBA level already. And, like, seeing stuff like that pop is the coolest thing. And trying to figure out how everything's going to translate has been interesting, especially with how some of the rookies have hit already. Um I'm just, I'm excited for it, man. So I guess we can jump in now. Um, we have plans coming up. Our, our first official pod is going to be the Champions Classic. I cannot remember what week that is. It's on my calendar, but my calendar's behind. Wait, no, second, second. The second week. Okay. Oh, that's our second. second. Well, this is our first yeah. pod right now. So yeah, yeah. first official well, pod. Will be Champions and maybe, Classic. maybe the preseason. We might be able to sneak um, a kind of a preseason Zach Lowe-esque type of a scouting preview we can call it um kind of before everything kicks off but if not you'll definitely be hearing for us from us after the champions classic definitely um so i guess that's a it's another good transition point where are uh you know what what are our goals with this i'll hand it over to you because i have some as well i know we've talked about them but um just to let people know what are we what are we really trying to do here i mean i think the number one goal is just like spreading nuanced discussion um you like a prospect, why do you like him? You don't like a prospect, why don't you like him? Uh, if you don't like a prospect and X, Y, and Z are your weaknesses, are these things that you think could be improved on at the NBA level? If not, why? If you do, to what level? And then how do they become valuable? Uh, you know, these are kind of the questions that uh, we're going to be asking and answering. Um, and, and that's kind of the goal with this is to it's not to be combative. Um, it's not to come off as we know everything and you know nothing. Um, it's to be engaging. It's to hold everyone account accountable. Um, and, and then just 
overall the main goal is to talk basketball um like that is the most that's what we enjoy um and i, I think that's very important to never forget that we do this for fun and we do this because we love it um and but it is to also like get deep into the weeds um understand stuff from a situational perspective as in the nba um where do guys fit how do they fit but again just spreading as much nuanced discussion as possible i think would be my overall goal ophthalmologist dr strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I think, uh, like you said, the biggest thing is we're not authorities, man. Like we just like watching basketball and, and, and put, put our all into it. Um, and I agree too. Like I, one of the things that we're most excited about, and first of all, thank you to everybody who's already followed us over on Twitter at tag the role. Um, we want to talk with you guys. Like we want to hear what you think. We want to, we want to create a, uh, a good environment for talking about prospects. Cause sometimes, especially on Twitter, like talking about draft prospects can, prospects can get divisive luckily there is a there is not currently a, a big time turkish prospect that's going to split hairs here um so we should be safe from uh from from faceless avatars on twitter but we'll see how it goes but regardless man like like you mentioned nuanced and just uh being fair and not trying to have super resolute takes like just you know a lot of this is going to be kind of gauging progression which is my favorite thing you know with the nba like looking at guys from game to game where are we seeing progress where are we seeing improvement um and we're going to see that live during the season i'm psyched to talk about it um yeah man i mean is there anything else you want to hit on with that before we, we carry on um no i think we kind of both hit it on uh, hit on hit the nail on the head for the general goals of the pod yeah um so I guess, you know, we can we can move on to our, our latter part here. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about what we we got most out of last draft cycle. It doesn't have to be necessarily a big takeaway or anything. But, um, you know, what did you what what, is, what are some sticking points that, that left with you out of the 2021 cycle? Um, I mean, I think there were two things that I that kind of will always stick with me from the 2021 cycle. Um I wrote about one of them I, was sort of like an in-season development uh, when I did start watching more of the NBA over winter break during my freshman year um, and then wrote a piece on it. Um, it's over on my website, my personal blog, even though I don't really write anymore there um, about second side creation and the value of having multiple handlers and the fact that the NBA isn't what some will describe as you just need a role man, you need three shooters, you need a ball handler, because it's not how it works. Um, it's super predictable and they teams fall flat on their face. Having secondary and tertiary creation um, is extremely valuable and getting that in different ways with different creation styles, whether it be pull-up shooting, strength, uh, shifty handle, and, and so on. Um, I think having multiple handlers and understanding that heliocentrism is sort of a means to an end, um, more of a floor raising technique than an actual championship equity the team building process um that was one thing and then also like evaluating it's what you mentioned with kind of with herb jones just evaluating nba skills 
um that was the big thing it's and start and to go away from the whole archetype analysis thing and just evaluate mba skills i think that's what some i think we'll use franz wagner as an example as someone like as someone who really loved franz wagner um i think a lot of people are like yeah he's the three and d wing um and while that is true like i love franz wagner because i thought his help defense was incredible um and i thought his defensive impact was awesome i loved his passing at six nine um and i think those were all the offensive nuances with franz especially kind of got lost in the fold when you just chalked him up to a three and d kind of guy um and i think especially just evaluating skills and looking for skills rather than archetypes i think it was my biggest thing yeah so i think i came into the draft looking at that automatically like i and not to like totally shit on archetypes like they're useful and i think that it really helps especially like when you're doing uh maybe earlier forms of draft analysis too like in terms of looking at and understanding um how a player is growing what what kind of track they might be headed on that's just my guess um but for me like i agree right there with you and that i, I think in some ways i almost fall into that trap because like i and first, i know some people will disagree with this but one of my takeaways is like i should have been higher on cam, cam thomas than i was i think i put a second round grade on him you're shaking your head i just think like the, like like you mentioned there's an nba skill there even if it doesn't necessarily translate to the championship winning or whatever like there's something valuable in being good at something and and clearly brooklyn saw that even if it's not going to translate right away in the nba like um i i don't know there, it's just you have to find ways to look at things in more nuanced view like you're talking about um other thing i'd say too like you talked about second side creation i referenced your article like 80 times last year i swear to god also, shout out Franz. Franz has been amazing in the NBA so far, like really good. I think he's averaging like 13 or 14 points per game right now. Has looked like he was the guy who was drafted number four instead of Jalen, but that's a whole other discussion. Um, I think the other thing that I would say I took away is that you have to not box yourself in when you're looking at things. Um, like I think in some ways I would get so honed in on what a guy could or couldn't do um or like this one aspect that i thought mattered the most um and i already i already fell for the kentucky trap too like isaiah jackson just looked like an entirely different player once he hit summer like i i remember watching him at kentucky i was like yeah he has like some nice passes here and there and um no, you know, i was i was with you on that one yeah so. obviously okay. like crazy athletic can switch out but I remember writing in my like uh, pre-draft synopsis, I was like, I think Isaiah Jackson comes in as a center and, you know, maybe he can be a stretch for in like a couple of years, but I'm just not there yet. And I mean, he was playing minutes for the Pacers already before he got uh, unfortunately injured yesterday. But uh, exactly. Like, I think that's, that's my big takeaway. Like things just already look so different as soon as you hit summer league and even going into the NBA. So uh, just trying to keep an open mind with things uh, is, is how I would put it. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I don't want to get into too deep of a uh, kind of re recounting my evaluations and taking things back. But to me, the example that I've kind of sat with, um, which is just finding any skills and recognizing them and not getting too caught up in archetype is Scotty Barnes. Um, just not many guys that are that big that can pass and process like that on both ends of the floor. Um, and I overlooked that a little bit. We'll leave, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> well, another, I mean, I, I will say too, um, it's averaging 17 points per game in the NBA right now, which like I wasn't sure that Scotty Barnes would average 17 points per game in a season in his career. Um, 
again, five games in, so limited sample size, but like you're mentioning, um, his rim finishing has just been awesome. He's looked so good. He randomly has a pull-up mid-range that just <laughs> it was never there. Like, I, I, I the, the first time I saw him, I was like, what the hell? Like, in summer league, he's hitting, like, post-up fadeaways. Like, I'm like, where have you been? I'm not used to this. Um, so I agree. Like, uh, I, I remember, too, like, I was – I wouldn't even say I was lower on Scotty. Like, I still thought he was a pretty clear, like, top eight, top seven pick. Um but like you just don't know sometimes until it happens. Like it, I, I don't I don't believe in saying the draft is a crapshoot, but also sometimes you're just not gonna know until you see it at the NBA level. If there's a team who really believes in a guy and puts them in the right scenario, like they can look very, very different than how you envision. So um yeah, it has definitely been uh exciting and also humbling to see how some of these guys have popped. Um, but yeah, man, I'm right there with you. The best after this, I I do have to run, but there's nothing there's nothing better than your first like in-depth draft like how am i gonna be proven wrong i'm so confident <laughs> in all these and it's I, like well I, how there are how can i ever everything yeah, yeah <laughs> how could fantastic. i ever be wrong these evaluations are all so sound and logical and yeah and then Joel, they might Joel have been, he gets cut before preseason's over and you're like, well <laughs> what do i know so yeah exactly yeah. well well jake this was a blast man i am really looking forward to uh to getting to do this every week and, and talking in between uh to everyone listening Thank you for listening. Please be sure to go drop us a rate and review over on Apple Podcasts. It should be up sometime soon. Um, and most importantly, just have a good rest of your day. Jake, I'll talk to you later, bud. All right. Thank you guys for the tuning in, and it's going to be a fun draft cycle.